0: made notes did you yeah I did actually I I actually made I I made just as many notes for this as I did for Cactus Jack
1: I was gonna say I've made more this time than any other time might be just because I'm getting into making notes but
0: because I was not interested in paying attention to what was on screen while I was writing that's it exactly (laughs) that's it Joined as always by the esteemed Alex Ballardi. Alex, that's that's me. Yeah. Say your catchphrase. Hello. I, I think it's really going to catch on. Yeah. I think it's going to do what a catchphrase I,
1: does. I have a feeling that people all over the world are saying it now.
0: Probably. Hmm. Trendsetter. Uh, we are going to talk about a film for not too long today called Scavenger Hunt. Please, not too long, please. I, I would just like to share with you something. Uh, in the week since we um, talked about Cactus Jack, a thought that I had. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to pose it to you as a question. Cool. Don't feel any pressure or or any shame in not knowing no, the won't. answer. I won't. Okay. I won't. What do you think connects the film Cactus Jack to the William Shakespeare play Macbeth? Oh wow. Um... I,
1: I have to say, you you know, you preambled with saying, you know, don't feel any shame. I
0: I don't know. It's it's a trick I question, really. It's kind of a trick uh, question. Ah, uh, okay. Um Cactus Jack is, in my opinion, to quote Macbeth, a tale told by a fool, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Um I have to say yes.
1: you have you have more on this thought. Well I was gonna say you I, could I say can the same
0: thing about Scavenger Hunt.
1: That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, it, so, and, and I have to say worse.
0: Well let let me as always I'll give you I'll give you a chance How can to, you
1: signify even less than nothing? Can you do that? Is that possible?
0: I would say if we take nothing out of the equation, if Captain Jack is an amoeba. Cactus. What did I say? Captain. If Captain Cactus Jack <laughs> is an amoeba, yep, yep. Scavenger Hunt is a lepton. Okay. So, um, Cactus Jack. No, we've done Cactus Jack. I just well can't done. get out of my head. It's such a
1: that's like me such calling, a profound um, piece of work. Just skipping Scavenger Hunt every time. Yeah, stay hungry.
0: So this week we watched Stay Hungry. We watched watched Scavenger Hunt, which is another Ah! 1979, (laughs) 1979 movie directed by Michael Schultz. If I was being kind, I would say this of it. It is a searing satire of capitalism and the corruption that comes with the pursuit of wealth in a system that stacks the deck against the uneducated, the unprivileged, and those who are not born American or are Caucasian, uh, its ultimate thesis is that those with the least must stand together regardless of cultural standing, status or lineage to topple those with the most. Done. Podcast done. Po- that's it. Done. we Now, done. I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to raise our game a little bit because um, I think what it actually is is just a wacky chase movie about a bunch of people uh, just trying to find stuff.
1: Not even, not even.
0: Everything that they find, they score points. ah, Jesus Christ. And then...
1: I can't even do this.
0: (laughs) Well, the plot is actually... The plot's actually a lot easier to summarise than a couple of the things that we've I agree, I I agree. I mean, so, okay. So,
1: So, I I think that what I've written is pretty succinct, okay? Go, go, go. On the plot, okay? So, the premise is some old rich dude dies
0: yeah
1: and to various family members and some random taxi driver who managed to make a business partner of his late for a meeting which meant that he made loads of money
0: yeah
1: he managed to track him down and invite him to this will will reading or will recording that he had made and he sets his family a task they can win 200 million dollars if they get as many items on this scavenger hunt list as possible before 5pm that day. Yeah. Whoever has not necessarily the most items, but the items that gather the most points, S- score, highest, yeah. score yeah. highest, that they will win. Yeah. yeah. So each item gets them a certain amount of points. And there are clues on the list. So it's not just a list of items. It's things like, this holds every denomination and opens with a combination. It's so a safe. Well done, man. Try and get this one. In medieval times, it protected a man, but made him look like a sardine in a can.
0: A suit of armor.
1: Good one. There are four groups. Five groups, I think. Yes, five groups. There are, uh, in no particular order, uh, this man's nephews. Uh um, Jeff, who's played by Dirk Benedict. Is that his name? Yeah, the face man. Starbuck from the face man from A-Team. Starbuck from 1980s Galactica. Yeah. His little brother Kenny. Uh, then there's The Help, which is which consists of a butler who yeah. is, looks kind of familiar to me. Which maybe we'll get into. it. I don't know the yeah yeah. Him. I've got
0: I've got the principles. Yeah. Okay,
1: I'll let you go over go over that when it's you'll go a chef, a yeah. French maid, and the driver. Yeah. Um, then there is Marvin, this taxi driver we referred to. Uh, uh the wife, the widowed, the widow, and her son.
0: They were they were the spoilt good. rich ones. There that's it. Spoil rich
1: group, um, and then the fifth and um, uh, final group were his late daughter's husband.
0: Yes, and his and their kids. And their
1: kids. Yeah, yeah four children. That's all I've got to say right now. I don't want to say more. I thought that was going to be succinct. I'm sorry, but that's the that's the best I could do.
0: So, I mean, we sort of said last week that this is very much in the mold of those all star cast chase movies oh so in, in the 60s it was it's a mad 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 world in the 70s and 80s it was "Cannonball Run and stuff like that and in the midst of all that you've got this and it, on paper it's not that bad and it's got a pretty good cast um, yeah. Tony, Tony Randall is the um, the guy with the kids he's great yeah. uh, Richard Benjamin, Cloris Leachman Benedict you mentioned, Roddy McDowell is the It's um, Roddy the
1: McDowell's butler. the butler
0: Uh, Richard Mulligan was Dummets, the the cab driver. Is it Woody
1: McDowell an Oscar winner? Uh,
0: Yes, I believe he is. For Apes? Yes. Um, Richard Mazer and um, Cleavon Little, who was in Blazing Saddles. And then you've also got a supporting cast that includes Arnold Schwarzenegger, Meatloaf, Ruth Gordon, Vincent Price, uh, Scatman Cruthers again. So,
1: Vincent Price was the voice, was he not the voice of the dead guy? So who was the zookeeper? Is he no, in that I list? I don't
0: know. The guy who sounded yeah. like Sylvester the Cat. Who he? could well have been Sufferings the worst. Yeah. Yeah, but he seemed too young.
1: Anyway. Anyway, the point is, as far as this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger, the unofficial Arnold Schwarzenegger anthology podcast. We discussed this a little bit. What's the point in doing this when he's in it for 30 seconds, twice?
0: Yeah. He's, it, in, it, he's in essentially one scene that's cut away yeah, from and cut back to.
1: That's right. And and he's playing Joe Santo, really. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's he's a gym owner, runner, trainer, whatever, and you know the the hijinks managed to happen upon his gym because a medicine ball is something on the list, and and he does just a fine job, just as fine as a job as he's done in anything else. Him and meatloaf for me are probably the best things about this film.
0: Well, I actually, the the only high point in the film for me was Scatman Carruthers. Scatman Carruthers plays a security guard who gets caught up in helping out the taxi driver character. And there was about 30 seconds where he's uh, playing the guitar and singing. And I thought, oh, this is lovely.
1: Yeah, it was nice for you. Yeah, and It was nice. I mean, OK, look, there are some obvious moments where you can see that there are good performers in the film, right? This is why I, I just can't even compare it to Cactus Jack. It's trying way too hard.
0: There's not so. a single laugh in the film for me.
1: I had one Go on. that was intentional. And it happens to also be my favourite line. So I I'll, think we I'll might wait.
0: have the same thing, actually. I believe we may. I don't know if we do. I, I actually have two. So, Well, mine involves Tony Randall's son. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. We'll, we'll come even... to that in a bit. Though. Shall we wait? We'll wait. And I the mean... other one's Meatloaf's line for me.
1: That's how much I hate this movie. I don't. I don't even want to do this, man.
0: Okay. So look, the, <laughs> let, let let me, me contextualise this because there's not very much that we can really say about Arnold other than he seems happy, he seems yeah. having fun, his hair yeah. looks great, uh, he looks yeah. a bit tanned, he looks nice, and he's, he doesn't embarrass himself. <laughs> not at all. I think the, o- anyway. the only yeah. other people in the film that don't embarrass themselves are Tony Randall and Dirk Benedict. They just are fine. Yeah, everyone else is just shamelessly. Strangely, Dirk
1: Benedict is is good and he's fine. Super hot. I mean, so great. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's why he's in it. We we well, I there's one clear reference point, um, for this podcast when we set out doing it, which is the worst idea of all time. Which, uh, if you're not aware of it, it's two uh, Kiwi guys who, in the first season, decided to watch Grown Ups two once a week, every week for a year. They achieved it, they hated it, it became a, an endurance test for them. Season two they decided to change up and do Sex in the City 2, which is a two and a half hour movie, having not seen Sex in the City 1. Now watching this movie, or the other podcast I was going to reference, is there's one called um, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. Which is all of Denzel Washington's movies reviewed by these uh, two black guys. So I think our Arnie thing is closer to that Except we're not saying Arnie is the greatest actor of all time. We're just watching all of his movies. But watching this movie, Scavenger Hunt, which is a couple of minutes shy of two hours, it was (laughs) such a long two hours. There was a point where Uh. I I paused the film to see how far into it I was. Yeah. And it was 37 minutes. And I just, I did this. This is a visual thing, but this is for you. (laughs) I just
1: put my hands... I believe believe that... The official sound for that emotion is... Urgh!
0: Yeah, pretty much. But so um, you really have to feel for those worst idea of all time guys. Um, I, can't, I can't believe they did that, man. Imagine watching Scamman's Hunt once a week. Oh, no, week. I I, no, no, I, no. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, and if
1: that, ladies and gentlemen, does not tell you how we feel about this film, I don't know what else we can say, actually. I'm I'm actually offended that you asked me to imagine doing that. It's <laughs> wow. one of the most offensive things you've ever said to me.
0: Well, let, let's see if we can pull you out of that funk. I'm angry. And uh, let's just hammer through our regular features. All right. Um, I can't even believe we've wasted this much time on this. When, so Right. if we're putting this in context, Arnie's career. Okay. It's the same okay. year, probably the year after cactus jack yeah he's got a walk-on part he's not doing great i get the feeling he was probably back in training for mr olympia for, at this point he wouldn't have stopped training that's what he said He never said he was going
1: to stop so just realizing he's still in shape and that he can do another competition probably made him want to do it again the point is is that in terms of arnie's career i can imagine that the most likely scenario is arnie's still got aspirations to be a hollywood actor he's not a hollywood actor he has just appeared in a film with Anne Margaret and Kirk Douglas, which is interesting. You know, that's going to raise some eyebrows. That's going to say, oh, here's this funny Austrian bodybuilder who's done a couple movies. They're a bit rubbish, quite rubbish. And he's been in this documentary, which is interesting and getting a lot of praise. So he's a household name, perhaps, maybe. Mm, I don't a think little he's bit. a household name yet. He's a Hollywood name. His name is going around Hollywood, right?
0: I think he's starting to make noise, but, you know, Cactus Jack was a failure. I don't think it did him any it. Pumping Iron is his biggest exposure at this point I think.
1: Fair enough, okay. But what I'm saying is the fact that he's acted in a film opposite, like equal billing you could yeah, argue yeah. with yeah, a- yeah. Anne Margaret and Kirk Douglas is important for him right now. But we're watching right now uh, The Rise of Arnie. I imagine what happened was he's still trying to break into movies. It's not true to say at this point in his career that he's Got a break. He hasn't had his break yet. No, he hasn't. And I imagine that Scatman Crothers was doing this movie, they made friends during Stay Hungry, and he said, Hey, you wanna come and do this movie?
0: Yeah. I, I'm a, sure there's, we yeah. There's a part in this for a gym trainer or whatever. That's right. No one's bigger than you, come down, do it. it I, I would it's be a day's surprised. work yeah. you get to meet Tony Randall. I'd know. be very surprised <laughs> if that's not how it went down. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, right, let's just move on then. Yeah. So, go on, your favourite line, and I think probably the only laugh <laughs> in the whole film I for me.
1: I laughed, Okay, so let's set it up, because I think we agree on it. So, the dad is, they're following some clue that leads them to get a beehive as, a, um, as one of the items on the list. I don't remember what the clue was, I don't care. And the dad says, condescendingly or patronisingly to his children. Now, those... Those are beehives. And the oldest daughter gets upset and says, How come you always got to talk to us like we're babies? And she mocks him and says, Now those are beehives. And the older brother says, Shut up. I think dad's cool. And the younger brother says,
0: You you can't even grow bosoms yet.
1: (laughs) It was cute.
0: It it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, I I kind of did that. laugh yeah um, yeah
1: yeah, total high point in the movie you can't even grow bosoms yet classic younger brother to older sister insult yeah
0: what was you said that there was another point that you laughed at
1: one of the items on the list is a fat guy or fat fat woman fat person Mm -hmm. and whoever gets the fattest gets the points for that item uh and there's one of the fat guys that they pick up is constantly eating (laughs) <laughs> there somehow ends up at the end there's all these hijinks and chaos and there is cake on top of a car I don't even remember how the cake got on top of the car and amongst all the chaos there's a quiet moment where the camera cuts back to one of the original fat guys that gets picked up who's eating a lot and he he's just giving this sheepish look like I'm going to do it I'm going to eat the cake off the top of the car I laughed at that bit it was funny yeah i didn't and yeah well i'm not surprised (laughs) there's lots of things i didn't laugh at here
0: but the other two hours of the film yeah the only sort of two things of interest in the whole film that, that came up were it's another arnie film where they say the title of the film very early yeah it's a scavenger hunt yeah uh so it goes on the list with stay hungry and cactus jack and um Also, there was a bit where, I can't remember which character it was, was running down a corridor. Oh, it was um, like the souffle of death (laughs) was, uh, you know, threatening to engulf Cleavon Little and the French maid and the Mm. French chef and Roddy McDowell. Uh, Roddy McDowell or Cleavon Little, I'm not sure which, did the classic Arnie in pain noise. Which goes a little yeah. like... And I just, I did wonder, just, it's, it's completely, like sound. completely not the case, but it, it is possible, in my mind, that Arnold Schwarzenegger went along to the premiere of this movie, heard that <laughs> noise and went, hey, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it became his his thing. It's possible.
1: When When did Star Wars come out? 77. It's a wookie sound, you
0: know. It's. I mean it's not it's just oh, Arnie's grunt isn't it I think the classic one is, one is when is. he's strapped into the recall machine at the end of Total yeah, Recall is it not or is it when it's the uh, get your earth to Mars
1: bit when he's pulling he's, the thing he's, yeah, out his nose Total
0: Recall's full of it that for me is the best bit he's in pain a lot in that film oh no man it's when this helmet gets smashed yeah and his eyes are coming out and his eyes that's that. yeah yeah Yeah. Just, there's no, there's no comedy in <laughs> it Let me just, let me, at just all.
1: let me just say say something there. Ben just did a face that <laughs> it it kind of it, it looks like the same kind of disappointment that you'd get if Donald you found out that Donald Trump was elected president. Just a real kind of sad, defeated look. I feel for you, man. I really do.
0: Uh, I should just point out that I'm extremely tired today as well. And I, I have a propensity to get emotional when I'm tired yeah. Um, because I was up all night watching horror movies uh, mm. <laughs> literally until five o'clock this morning. And, you know, in looking for... I've just done it again. i yeah. just done that massive sigh again. Yeah. But in looking forward to this weekend, I was like, you know, I'm going to wake up about lunchtime Saturday. I'll stay in bed. I'll stay nice and toasty. I'll throw this film on. It will be, you know, kind of fun, spotting all yeah. the celebrity. It was not fun.
1: It's ruined my day. If I didn't have this to do with you afterwards, I I don't know how I would recover from... I mean, I wouldn't have finished it, to be honest. I would genuinely... I, I think that anybody getting anywhere near this movie, you must burn every copy that you ever see of it, every hard copy. Any um, file or digital copy you come across,
0: delete it straight away. Um... But if you do want to watch it, it's available on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, you know, after Cactus Jack, I made things better by watching Raising Arizona. So after Scavenger Hunt, I made things better by watching Jackie Brown. Really good move. Just oh, totally yeah. picked my mood up. Great movie. Um, Which is
1: kind of Scavenger hunt e in a way. Not, not in the slightest. No, I'm just um, trying. I'm
0: just trying. You are very trying. Thanks, buddy. Is it safe to say we're putting this dead last if we're including it in the record? I've done it already. Okay. I did
1: it. I put it on your list and mine last. I just knew. I'd be so surprised if you put this above anything else.
0: Let's let's salvage something positive. Let's salvage something positive from this experience, Alex. No. No, no. We have to. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm not going to say anything positive about the film. Don't worry. Uh, Fair enough. Um, We are now at the point. Where we can say we have a top five. That is something positive. That also happens to be a bottom five. Let's just restate what our individual rankings of the five films
1: we've watched so far. So number one, Pumping Iron. Uh, number two, Stay Hungry. Cat is Jack. I do not recommend watching it. That's number three. Number four, Hercules in New York, which I can't. I can't watch again. And neither will I ever watch Scavenger Hunt again. That's number five. I don't recommend either of
0: those. Um, My three and four are different. Pumping Iron, one. Stay Hungry, two. Hercules New York, three. Cactus Jack, four. Scavenger Hunt, five. It's worth saying at this point, our our sort of aim with this ranking is to, basically when we get to the end of the list or as far in the list as we can go, to have an individual top ten. So you'll have your top ten. Yeah. I'll have my top ten. We can assign points to that based on their ranking. We also want a democratic top ten. Okay. So, so let's have everyone send in their top five, let's say, I yeah. movies. Don't have to do it now, but start thinking about it as we go through. Yeah, yeah, See cool. if we if we talk you into watching it again, reappraising anything. And then we can we can hopefully at the end of this process have an official Arnie top five movies of all time. So that was Scavenger Hunt. Absolutely yep. not a recommendation for either of us. Even I, w- even for the die-hard Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, there is nothing in this movie for you. Um, what's the next movie that we're watching? Alex Belletti. Uh, the Jane Mansfield story. So we're gonna go away and watch the Jane Mansfield story, and we'll be back to talk to you about that in a little bit. So the, the spoiler collection. <laughs> <laughs> As promised, uh, we have gone away and watched The Jane Mansfield Story, a 1980 movie directed by Dick Lowry. Uh, this is the sort of classic rise and fall Hollywood starlet story of Jane Mansfield, a contemporary of Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Monroe, dude. Monroe. Oh, Marilyn Monroe. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Lonnie Anderson plays uh, Jay Mansfield and Arnold Schwarzenegger in a co-lead, really. Uh, certainly second billing. Without a doubt. Plays uh, Mickey Hargitay, who is a Hungarian bodybuilder and uh, TV celebrity and entrepreneur of some renown. This literally is, for, for, for my money, a bog standard movie of the week, uh, rise and fall, rags to riches, all that sort of stuff story yeah. Yeah. there's no there's even if you don't know james mansfield's story yeah you you, you know where the film is going to go and it starts with the biggest yeah. mo- most famous thing in her life anyway which is her death yeah i
1: mean it's bookended
0: by it yeah no no yeah. spoilers okay. so i mean but i mean it's a tv movie so the the, the production values are, are relatively simple uh not of poor quality though. I'd say probably uh, equal quality to something like Scavenger Hunt. Um, Arnie, yeah, plays, Arnie plays Arnie uh, Mickey, plays Mickey Hargitay, um, and actually, if you look at pictures of him and Jane Mansfield, it's not a bad likeness. He's a better likeness for Hargitay than she is for Jane Mansfield.
1: Yeah, and and, and I was going to say she's she's passable. Uh, she's not. You don't think, oh, she looks nothing like her. It's it's enough, um, yeah. and. It doesn't really matter you gave a mention to what kind of thing this is it yes it's a tv movie a little bit better than a lot of tv movie rubbish that i've seen for for the american listeners or american files you would know it as a kind of a lifetime type movie yeah um and
0: and and that's it really we don't really want to talk too much about production stuff do we no um so, as well as playing Mickey Hargitay, the, the character of Mickey Hargitay is giving an interview uh, post-Jane Mansfield's death, which acts as the narration for the film. Worst narrator ever. Well, it's not great. It's dry. It's dry. Yeah, it, it's the one aspect of the film where I think Arnold maybe does let himself down a little there, bit.
1: There is this moment they cut back to him, though, in that interview. And he's more animated and yeah, because like, exactly. it's the on-camera bit.
0: But yeah. the voiceover, it's it doesn't it doesn't work, work. no, it doesn't work. But I think um, this is a very. I mean, we're going to talk about context, fine. You know, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of Arnie's career, but for sure, just just in terms of the last couple of films we've watched, this is infinitely more interesting to me. And that's not to say it's a good movie, no. Or even that Arnold's performance is anything revelatory. But it is a very interesting movie to watch when you're watching them in chronology like this. Also, at the same time,
1: I, I have to agree. It's not the best movie, like you said. I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to watch it. But in the context of what we've watched so far, mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sat there relieved. You actually texted me saying, like within the first five minutes saying I'm really happy. Yeah, because he's I'm in happy. the first scene. Yeah, yeah. He's in the first so,
0: scene. So I would want
1: to go out on a limb and say it's the first... See, I wouldn't say it's a major film. I mean, Pumping Iron's a major film. It's the first time we've seen Arnie in a major role in a half-decent movie in his career. Is that fair to say?
0: He's got a real... Role, And I think the reason that I found this so interesting, apart from the fact that there are parallels to where he was in his own career, both in Mickey's story and in Jane Mansfield's story, actually, um, he gets to play a spectrum of emotions. So while on paper, it may look like a bad move for him to suddenly do this cheap TV movie just so that he can get a, a second billing. By the end of this film, I could genuinely say I could look at it and go, you know what? If I was John Milius and I was looking for Conan, I could see why he got this guy. Okay. That's
1: perfect. I take you back. You're... Who's the director, you said? What is it? Dick Lowry. You're Dick Lowry. Yeah. And you're looking at uh, Mickey Haggerty's bio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're thinking, who the hell can... Look at what is... What is Miklos uh, Miki Hagite? What's his thing? You know, he's a Hungarian weightlifter. He won Mr. Universe 1955, yeah. you know, and he's capitalizing on that. He's got his own gym, gym equipment. That's the dude. That's the real guy. That's Jane Man's yeah, yeah. husband. Yeah. And you're thinking, who nowadays could play that guy? It's like, who who else? I don't know who else was around at the time, but you're talking about a foreigner who wants to become? Who's native to America? He, Mickey Hagate was American. I mean, he, he was born in Hungary and whatever, but he moved to America. and Was what do you say? Nationalized? Yeah, in America. Natura, naturalized, it? I think. It? Um, Arnie's doing the same thing. There's a lot of parallels, ironically, between Jane Mansfield's story and Arnold Schwarzenegger's story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of interesting. But we'll we'll talk more about that when we get into content. But so anyway, you're the director. Who do you cast? There's no one else. This is this is Arnie's like perfect role. We've seen him in other roles. And he, he fits. He fit the Stay Hungry role. But this is the first dramatic role where you could say it's perfect for Arnie. There's no one else around pretty at the much. time who could have played Pre- it.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I think what's really interesting is that the majority of the film takes place in the 50s. And there was this guy who was... The character that Arnold's playing, Mickey Hargerty. there was this guy who was very successful as a bodybuilder was on TV as a bodybuilder and was building an industry around bodybuilding and yet I think from our point of view there wasn't really there were strong men before Arnie but there wasn't really any celebrity bodybuilders not really that we, it, so, not really I think it's really interesting to say that this is the last point now in Arnold's career before he goes pretty stratospheric, you know, and becomes a movie star. Yeah. And he's playing this guy who was at exactly that point in his career 25 years before, except he never took that next step. He went on to become a businessman. Yeah. And Arnold is definitely a smart businessman, but he went on and did this other stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, talking about Arnie going stratospheric, this is the very beginning. Of, you know, because you know you get that he, you know you see this movie and you can cast him for Conan, and so you're thinking, okay, this guy can hold it in a movie. He can be a presence on screen for 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 two for an hour and a half at least or two hours, and you're not getting bored of the guy. You know, I can I can hand on heart say, I mean, Lonnie Anderson's performance was fine. You know, like she she did it. I I think I'm not wouldn't say it's amazing, but. Mm. There are only so many ways you can act that part. And I think... Yeah, and it's tricky
0: because so much of Jane Mansfield's persona was an act anyway. Yeah, that's the stuff that's The stuff that's awkward is, is her playing it correctly, basically.
1: Yeah, so it's an act within an act within an act. And then when she's being Jane Mansfield, the star. And there were times when I just didn't really... I was taken away from Lonnie Anderson. Uh, but Arnie holds his own in this. And we've said it a few times, he doesn't embarrass himself. There are a few moments where it's like, yeah, it's kind of crap or it's not great. Like the narration and whatever.
0: Yeah. For me, the only sort of thing that's that's really lacking in the film is any chemistry between them. They, they're quite awkward Agreed. together, Agreed. I think. Uh, so you know that he has to play the romantic lead. And interesting that it is a romantic lead, something that he doesn't really have again until arguably True Lies or Twins, maybe. Well, Twins,
1: but you can't say that he's a romantic lead. He's awkward in that, right? He's not. He's not playing a romantic lead. It's he's sought after by this woman, right? In in Twins, he's not. So yeah, True Lies definitely is. You'd say he's playing the romantic lead.
0: But he's still playing the action star. Yeah,
1: so, but again, interesting, him going, him being an action star, him him going stratospheric, we haven't seen it now, right? Arnie becoming a star is just not, hasn't happened yet in this sense yeah, yeah. of his career. And interestingly, that he acts against Kirk Duff, Douglas, who arguably is an action-y type star of his time. I mean, you could argue Ben-Hur as an action film, right?
0: Yeah, but that's not Kirk Douglas.
1: Excuse me? That's <laughs> John Aston.
0: <laughs> Ben
1: Ho, who am I thinking?
0: Spartacus. Spartacus. Spartacus,
1: excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Cut that, please.
0: No. Nope, nope. <laughs> Damn it. Not cutting that. Okay.
1: I'm gonna make tons of mistakes like that. I just don't remember names. I know that Kirk Douglas was in a movie set in the in the olden days. Anyway. Anyway. Kirk Douglas was an action. Hero of sorts. Yeah, a movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the note I wrote was, Arnie's just about to redefine what it is to be an action hero.
0: Like, in a a year, right? Like, when's... Two years, yeah. In two years' time. So, I mean, it's really cool to see Arnie given a chance to do uh, lots of things for the first time, in a way. I don't remember ever seeing Arnie dancing before. And, you know, he only does it for a couple of seconds, but that was kind of like, huh, what's this guy look like dancing? Turns out, not great. Um, first <laughs> romantic lead. For yeah. me, the biggest moment in the film, and it was when I was already thinking, he's 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 got a part here which, however limited it is, and however limited he is in it, he's getting to do lots of different things. And there's a moment in the last 20 minutes of the film where... Um, a San Francisco club owner says to Jane Mansfield, "I've got an offer for you to come over and do this." And he sort of offhandedly says to Mickey, oh, "Get me a drink." So Arnold disappears and comes back with the drink. And there's a close-up on him. He goes, "Here's your drink," and puts it down. And I swear, if I'm wrong, then correct me. It's the first time we see the patented, super cool. Menacing Arnold scowl, you know, where he's looking slightly through his eyebrow at someone like, I don't really like you, but I'm trying to keep it in. And I genuinely, I maybe because we've had to sit through a couple of hours of shit to get here, but I got chills. I was like, that, yeah, is the Arnold yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. been waiting to see. I agree.
1: And there is that, that patented scowl. I mean, you see it on many posters i mean i think the, the um, of his films it's pretty obvious and it's and it occurs many times in his films where they do that close-up and he's scowling um the one where i the film where i'm thinking of that where they they almost parody it and it's on the poster as well Is true lies yeah and it's when um he's listening to yeah bill paxton bill Paxton. Yeah go on and on about how he had nailed this chick who he had picked up always he was doing this kind of scam to kind of whatever, that's Jamie Lee Curtis, and that's on his wife and yeah. and thing. And he's about <laughs> and you just see that he's scowling and scowling and scowling and he's gonna and he punches him in the face. He even has a little daydream fantasy about yeah. punching him and his nose goes bloody or whatever when he does it. Um so yeah, that scowl's pretty famous and I agree. I think it's it's the first time and hearing you say that I feel like any other time there was a moment when he could have done the scowl I mean there's some moments in Stay Hungry or whatever he just his, his character in Stay Hungry was just mellow
0: yeah like, he was too happy-go-lucky he, he couldn't
1: way. he couldn't scowl yeah and he was an idiot in Cactus Jack yeah
0: there's
1: no way he, like that so yeah you're right there was a and you know he had some nice moments in this so regardless of what anyone's going to say about his acting ability in general we are we're not necessarily comparing him to lots of other actors but we're looking at his performances and saying how well he did against himself you know because we're not going to ever claim he's the best actor in the world so we're nice. it's nice it was surprised when you hear him we see him doing good things um Maybe we'll I mean, get onto this, it later, uh, but those those nice there were some really nice moments in this where I genuinely thought, "There's some good acting going on here from Arnie."
0: Yeah, and at this point in his in his filmography, we're just really charting his development. Mm. Like ha- we're really waiting for the moment now. where does he become Conan? Where does he become the Terminator? And yeah. this is the first point for me where I'm going. There were moments. There were definitely yeah. moments where, I, I, honestly, if I was yeah. a film director looking for that next action style or a new kind of action style yeah. at the time, I could pull moments out of this film yeah. and go to a producer and say, I think I can work with this guy. Yeah, I think I can do something really interesting with yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. One of them happens to be my favourite moments.
1: When we get onto the favourite lines, one of those moments where I just think, there's two moments,
0: but we'll come to that. There are there are a couple of other first times here. Um because of some archival footage that's used in the film. This is the first time Arnie is in a film with Charlton Heston. Well that that that. happens that happens again in True Lies. This is just a photo of Charlton Heston at a movie premiere. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, there are some
1: obvious bits that made it T V movie ish. Like the way that they they so it comes to the point where it's Jane Mansfield's and Mickey Haggerty's wedding. Which they're <laughs> making a big deal about building this massive media circus and a publicity stunt. And it's really obvious that they really only had enough budget for like three sets. Which is like Jane Mansfield's agent's office, the Fox Studios office, and Jane Mansfield's home. The house. The yeah. house. And that's, that's pretty much it. You've got a few movie sets and stuff like that. But they just did like barely did a montage. Like nothing yeah. for the wedding. Oh, it was yeah. like some music. Oh.
0: It was a, a couple, bunch of still photographs. Two? Yeah. Re- really? Like two photos, they And then a mock-up
1: did... of them together, of Arnie and Lonnie Anderson.
0: Yeah. They even did a, a super cheap thing two or three times throughout the film where they would do a montage of scenes that we had just seen five minutes before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks to when we go into the the 60s and uh, Jane Mansfield's having trouble leaving behind that bubbly blonde persona that she'd been trying to shed, Mm. Uh, we see uh, Jack Kennedy. Yeah. So it's also the first time that Arnie appears with a Kennedy. Arnie's grandpa-in-law? Because he, yeah, he would later go on to marry one. Is it grandpa Um, or
1: or dad?
0: It would be his...
1: I don't know who Maria Shriver's relationship is to... JFK.
0: So it'd be like Uncle-In-Law or something like that? I, I, don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You know how it works. It just struck me halfway through the film that there's some weird parallels here between Jane Mansfield's story
0: yeah.
1: and uh, and and Arnold Schwarzenegger's real life story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and I'll just, I'll just say, I went on Arnie's Wikipedia page and, and just saw some things about his marriage. And I don't think you could nail any more specifically how their, how Jane Mansfield and Mickey Haggerty's relationship went, than this quote from one of Arnie's lovers before he met, Maria Shriver. Her name um, is Barbara Outland, and she eventually became Barbara Outland Baker, um, who's an English teacher that Arnie lived with until about 1970, 1974. What Arnie says of her is, basically, it came down to this. She was a well-balanced woman who wanted an ordinary solid life, and I was not a well-balanced man and hated the very idea of ordinary life. Now that's Arnie commenting in his memoirs in 1977. I couldn't sustain it because we wanted different lives. Arnie's mm. was Arnie's trying to be a star. He's trying to do very similar to how Jane Mansfield was, just make it, become successful, grow in his career. Baker has described Schwarzenegger as... A joyful personality, totally charismatic, adventurous and athletic. You could say that about Jane Mansfield in the early days. It's quite a nice romance, actually, that we've seen in this movie. But claims, towards the end of the relationship, he became insufferable, classically conceited. The world revolved around him. There's something interesting, at just having glanced over that, what he must have been going through as a young aspiring star trying to make it and it's interesting that so early in his career he would find himself acting the opposite acting the opposite side of it and mickey haggarty is really trying to keep jane grounded and he's saying you know why do you have to play this sort of cutesy um marilyn monroe type actually she's modeling herself on marilyn monroe She's constantly jealous of her. She's always trying to get her roles and she says it explicitly in many scenes. Another thing I want to say is the degree to which nothing's ever enough. In many respects, Jane Mansfield's acting, very similar to the philosophy that we've discovered early on, seemed to be, or at least was at the time, part of Arnie's philosophy, which was to stay hungry and nothing was ever good enough for Jane.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that's one of the few things that the film on its own terms actually has going for it, which is very early on it establishes that Jane Mansfield had a one hundred and sixty-three IQ. Yeah. Um she had created this persona because she wasn't getting taken seriously as an actress and suddenly realised that the tease, this coquettish, squealy, platinum blonde, you know, 40-inch chest chick, is actually what everybody wanted. So she was yeah. gonna use that to create a profile before she unveiled the real Jane uh, once she was a star to show everyone her talents. Yeah. And and the world turned its back on her because she became a wife and a mother and these weren't particularly enlightened times. It's interesting that that sort of ascension also has a parallel to Arnold, except he was a man. Mm. So those things wouldn't hold him back. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: I do. There's, I do know what you mean. Yeah, um, I'm not
0: expressing it very well, well but there no, is a you've, point you've where you made a point, where the the voiceover kicks in and uh, he says, "It really mattered to her the whole business of being a success." I always wondered what it was replacing in her life. What need did it fill?
1: Well, that's that's interesting. I mean, her uh, okay. So her best friend, uh, Jane Mansfield's but, best friend, Carol Sue, is part of mm-hmm. as part of the film. She's a she's a fairly major part. She's kind of, she's also a voice of reason. And there's that bit where uh, Jane's extremely drunk and Arnie carries her up, up to bed. It's not, she's not in like an alcoholic at this point necessarily, but she's got very drunk. And Arnie mentions to Carol Sue, who has become her live-in assistant of sorts, um, says, you know, she called, me, she called me daddy when I put her to bed and he was disturbed by it. And she explains that her father died when she was three in front of her. And I think that that's that's just very, that's there. That's very on the nose and it's there in the script because there are so many moments where they really really hammer home how no amount of fandom, no amount of love was good enough for Jane. And actually that evolves into what I'd say is the most moving scene in the film, which is after she uh, is waving on the balcony, drunk in the morning, in her nightgown, to some fans who have pulled up outside her house and trying to take pictures. Uh Mickey Haggate pulls her away from the window, is kind of violent about it, um, upset with her, uh, the way she obsesses over her fans, and is is feeling like he can never be in enough for her. They fight, she throws a glass at him, he pins her down on the bed. They begin what is makeup, love making makeup sex. Um, knocks her up uh, yeah I guess he does she's pregnant soon after isn't he um, but he's pinning her down and he's saying I love you I love you I love you and that that moment and despite it not being the best acted moment I think like you said Arnie's got something to do here plot wise it's a moment that really explains that these nothing nothing can be good enough for Jane the, the movie's obviously trying to make the point that because her dad died, that nothing's ever going to bring him back. So that's why nothing's ever good enough. It's it's kind of on the nose.
0: But the so that's the reason that I I brought up that quote yeah. in his voiceover. What well, need did it fill? Yeah, right. I wonder how much of that there was for Arnie at that point as well. His dad was not long yeah, dead. Yeah. His dad was a driving force, and and this is not a question that I want answered now. I think it's no. something that we're always going to end up coming back to. But I think there's he's at a point in his career now where we're all wondering, well, what what does he want to achieve now? Because he's sort of done everything that he set out to do at this point, didn't he? Which which the character
1: Mickey Haggerty says as well. But it's so weird. There's so so many weird comparisons and co- coincidences. You're right. The man Arnold Schwarzenegger has done a lot. The Mickey Haggerty character says that he's done everything when he first meets Jane and they have this romantic weekend and they fall in love or whatever. Whatever. How that's how the story goes anyway. The, the character says, "I've done I've done everything. I've been a carpenter and I've done a this dancer. I can't remember the type of dancing." He says, "You throw throw a woman around it." And he was in the
0: circus. Yeah, yeah. He and set so, up his own business. Yeah,
1: and by this stage in 1980, Schwarzenegger's done loads. He's a, he's a successful man, regardless of whether he's a successful actor or not. And you're absolutely right to say that. We are wondering at this stage of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career, the man, what are you doing, you know? And if you were his dad, you'd say, you're really serious about this movie thing, about the movie business?
0: No, I'm saying right now in time, in in 2016, you're right, Right, but he still had a lot of stuff to achieve. He still had goals that he wanted, like he still wanted to be a movie star, still wanted to go into politics. What I'm saying is in 2016, he's done all of that and he's come back to acting. So is he just, is he just biding his time now? There must be something else Or, or does he feel coming up to 70, that he's achieved his life goals. It's mean, like got, I'm saying, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry I, there is a question uh, to be fine, answered at another time. Fair I just, enough. And we, I find it interesting. Yeah,
1: so it's, we, I don't know what it's like when you get to 70. It's very rare, I'd say, at that age that you've got aspirations to, to do many more things. Having said that, I do know some 70-year-olds that are determined they're going to live till 150, and, they, and they're saying, oh, I'm just starting my third life or whatever, and they're starting something again, so... Yeah, so I mean, that's that's where your question's coming from. Yeah, I'm curious because
0: we've mentioned it a few times that he's in another transitional phase now. He's sort of falling back on his former glories and they're not doing that well for him. And and when he's branching out into slightly newer things, Mm. he's getting a better reaction. So I'm curious to see if he does just rest on his laurels, you know, carries on for a few more years before retiring or dying, or if there is something that he's got cooking away that's going to, you know, blow the lid off his last final achievement
1: here we are so we've got arnie arnie being a bodybuilder he starts his acting career retires from bodybuilding makes a comeback to bodybuilding continues his acting career becomes governor quits retires from acting finishes his governorship and returns to acting
0: and you're saying what's next you think he's going to win mr Olympia again (laughs) that would be amazing Ridiculous! Come on, man. I, it's not going to happen. How's that possible? Um, How's that possible? So, um, let's get on to to, to what your favourite lines were. Then, my favourite—I ha- I finally have a
1: favourite line. There isn't Great. a situation or whatever. It's just my favourite line is they're fighting. What, as far as the film says, is the last time, and um, she's drunk. She's really she's going off the rails. It's after the scene. In, um, in the club where he gets the guy the whiskey and gives him the yeah. gives him yeah. the dirty look. The stare. Yeah, the yeah. stare.
0: We need to come up with a name we for do. that. So we do. I think you, it, you had
1: it earlier, actually. don't remember what you called it. Just the, the patented Arnie Scowl. Scowl. Yeah, okay. It's the Scowl. Straight away after that scene, they go to the hotel room and they're fighting. She's drunk. And he's saying, I don't know who you are anymore. Like, where's the Jane I married? And she makes some snide comments or whatever the argument is. And sues a little bit. He's outraged, and he just look. He 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 goes right up to her face and says, "You're disgusting."
0: <laughs> that's it. That's your. Favorite that's my favourite
1: line. Favorite line. <laughs> it was it was perfect. It was well delivered. I was like, "Okay, great. That that's good." And and actually, just a good. There's this little kind of edge, right, to Arnie's acting at the moment where, it's not that bad, but I'm going to exaggerate it to make the point, where it's almost like. Soon after he delivers an emotional line, it's almost as though he could kinda of look at the camera and go, Huh, was that good? Like did I do well there? You know the way some really bad and actors And scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but some really bad actors will, will kinda of smile after they've just done something really powerful. Yeah? And ruin it. And not stay with it. That was is one that's uh, my favorite line because it's one of the first times I've seen Arnie deliver something with weight and gravitas and carry it and can stay with it he then ruins it by (laughs) opening the door and leaving the room and she's shouting him where are you going and he he turns around and does this really lame kind of head shake like oh no like i'm acting and i'm upset and it just doesn't work and then he slams the door and leaves and says ah but yeah that's my favorite line because it's just a nice little bit of acting for marnie
0: i had a few um i mean pretty much arnold's introduction in the film is him doing his bodybuilding pose on the may west show and the announcer says the may west show starring mickey hargitay and we cut to um lonnie anderson in the audience and she goes who is that well this is the may west show starring mickey hargitay And so it was wait, like. Your fa- it was, it's your
1: favourite line because it's
0: ridiculous. No, no, it, no, no, it's not my favourite line. Right. I just wanted to it's point it out. Because it reminded me of when in Who Shot Mr. Burns, a Homer is spraying my name is Homer Simpson all over the walls and he turns the light and it goes, Who the devil are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Excellent. I liked, I liked when they're fooling around in the pool um, and she said that she wanted to be a household name and he said, You're already my household name. Yeah. Because it reminded me a little bit of Total Recall when uh, <laughs> Sharon Stone's having a go at him for dreaming about Melina. And he says, come on, baby, you know you're the woman of my dreams. Which like, is your favourite both, both? It's not. It's no, one of them. I know. I know. Um, there was also the fun little sort of double entendre of her saying to him, uh, if you swell up anymore, you'll burst. And he goes, when I get you home. She goes you promise (laughs) i like that um but my favorite was when he's talking to the reporter (laughs) and he's talking about the play that she'd had massive success with they were turning into a movie but it still hadn't done anything for her career and he says it was like my english it just lost something in the translation yeah Perfect. It was, again, it was great.
1: The, again, there are just so many parallels with the character <laughs> was... he's playing, or the characters in this movie, and Arnie's actual life. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. another one, another little thing.
0: And he, but he did it with this wry <clears throat> smile as yeah. well. That was like, I know I sound ridiculous. Yeah. I'm trying here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. And th- there aren't many moments like that. There are a couple that put this in a kind of like a not great movie category.
0: Look, I don't think either of us are, are making any bones about this. It's not a great movie, yeah, but it's a really interesting Arnie movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll say it again when we're making our recommendations, but I'm just, I can't right now. I'm thinking this is a must see if you're an Arnie fan. I
0: I'd sort of agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but really only in this context is that if you, if you want to be a completist, I think there are films that you could leave off. I think you have to watch this one, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, but that makes it a real, that makes it a real bugger, actually, in terms of fitting it into the established ranking, because it isn't a great film.
1: No, no. Um, but but it's Arnie's first major role. It's not his first major success, though, as a film. You see, I'd say Pumping Iron is.
0: Um, no, but this. But no. you're right. This is his first meaty role. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is about the range that he gets to play for me, the and, promise and that he, he shows. He
1: doesn't do a great job. It's not. But there
0: are thing. there are just those two or three moments. Yeah. I think there's a bit where he explodes when he's talking to her manager about yes. her losing the Gene Harlow thing. Yes, and he starts off like almost laughing, and he t- goes mad all of a sudden and just throws this weight down and smashes a box. Yeah, and you go, "Wow, that was power. That was raw power. That was awesome." Yeah. Uh, and the same with you know the
1: scout so i think what we're saying is that in this movie he proves himself to be a presence on screen in a way that we've not seen yet and he has a chance to do it here and and i think he pulls it off i mean it's definitely the best thing on his showreel so far
0: yeah i think he he sort of had more charisma in stay hungry um okay but yeah this is this is his yeah his best showcase you're right um so where where would you put it in the ranking?
1: Uh, you're right. It does present a tough problem. I mean, right now as things are, we've got our top five. I cannot put it above Pumping Iron. No. It's definitely above Cactus Jack Hercules and Scavenger Hunt. So yep. it's between this and Stay Hungry. I I'm gonna I have to put it above Stay Hungry. Not because it's a better film. Yeah. I think Stay Hungry is a better movie, but as far as Arnie's performances are going. Yeah, I've got to. It goes pumping iron. Jane Mansfield, Stay Hungry. I, I, I have enjoyed, as an only fan, watching this film more than I enjoyed watching Stay Hungry.
0: I am going to not do the same ranking, but for pretty much the same reason that you've put it where you are. I'm going to put it underneath Stay Hungry, okay. purely because I would rather watch Stay Hungry again.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to challenge you on that, because. I'm just remembering now, no matter what, no matter how good or bad somebody might say this film is, it's not ridiculous. And there are moments in Stay Hungry where it's ridiculous.
0: Which is why I'd rather watch it.
1: <laughs> the plot doesn't make any sense. No,
0: that's and fine. things
1: don't work. And it's, it's like, you don't know what the hell, what am I watching here? Like, what the hell's going on? It did feel like everyone was high making this film. Is that again? Still, that film. I'm that, that film. film. Yeah, stay hungry. Um, yeah, is that again? Still, I'm not, dis- not putting yes, up I'm Jane Mansfield.
0: Not disagreeing with anything you've just said. So okay, uh, but, then, then we we disagree. On the but ranking. this is this Fine. is why we have our separate list. Absolutely. Um, I I think I it, it absolutely is far more interesting an Arnie performance. But I just stay hungry. Just was so completely wacko in the second half. <laughs> that I loved it. Um. But I'd still think this is a this is a, a recommendation. If you're a diehard Arnie fan and a completist, this is an absolute recommendation.
1: Yeah, and I'd add not even a completist. I'd say, just just if you're an Arnie fan and you're interested in how he got his start, this is the film that really shows him getting his start and doing a bit of the classic Arnie that we've become used to. There isn't very much of that actually in any of his previous films.
0: So before we. Go on to talk about what we're going to look at next time. I thought it was worth just pausing and taking stock of where we are because we've reached a very significant milestone in Arnold's career. He's just about to go on to do big things. We've broken down Arnold's career from the very beginning with Hercules in New York to 2016 into a set of distinct phases. And we are now at the end of distinct phase one, which is the early years the rise to fame, the making a name for yourself, whatever you want to call it. Um, within that, there are a couple of films that we haven't talked about because Arnold's role in them wasn't significant enough. The first of which um, yeah. is, is a very significant film, I think, and a very good film from a very good director, but Arnold has a non-speaking, supporting role in one scene.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, man, I mean, having just seen the clip, it's, it's his best film. Like it's it, the best film that Arnie's been in. Yeah, even it, well, though it's, he's it's, in it one scene,
0: it's an, it, it looks brilliant. It's two. It's about three years after um, Hercules in New York. It's the Long Goodbye by Robert Altman, starring Elliot Gould. Um, right in that great '70s phase of these grungy, you know, cigarette smoke-filled mm. crime movies that, and, that and conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but Robert Altman specifically was doing something really interesting at that time, letting characters speak over one another in this very mm. naturalistic approach. He was all into the method and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Long Goodbye is a fantastic film, and I'd rank it so highly that I think it's one of Robert Altman's best films. But But it's not an Annie film. It's not it, fair to it, say it is. He's an he's film. so insignificant in it and he doesn't yeah. even have a character name. He's he's literally an extra. He is just set dressing in it. Yeah. Um, so I mean you haven't seen the film I really recommend that you watch it it sounds like you are going to watch it
1: oh for sure man
0: yeah. um, and I would recommend that anybody watch it if you're into those kind of great yeah. 70s crime films Yeah, but again we can't really call
1: it an Arnie movie but we're giving it a mention now because he's in it
0: now there's another project that he was in uh, that uh, he definitely has a larger role in it than he did even in Scavenger Hunt Which you were kind of... When we first started talking about the list of films... You were kind of pushing for us to watch. Yep. And I kind of talked you out of it. But you went ahead and... You
1: made... You you went ahead and bought it
0: anyway. You made me agree. You said... Alex... Please don't.
1: (laughs) That's what you said. Is it? Please don't. And I said... Okay man, it's fine. It's good. Then I kind of forgot... That I made that agreement with you. And... I went ahead and got it, and it's impossible, as far as I'm aware, to find a copy of just this film on its own. So the, what's the, it called? The, Happy the,
0: Anniversary the, and Goodbye. Is that that's it's right? Called? It's yeah. a Lucille Ball. Yeah, it's, it's. I guess it's feature length, isn't it? But it's, it seems like it's in a TV studio. It, it, yeah, it's it's shot in front of a studio audience.
1: If not, it's all canned laughter. It, it looks right? like
0: a TV set. It's very. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Very late in Lucille Ball's career. Yeah. And but it looks like the kind of I love Lucy setup. Very similar yeah, to that. Without
1: a doubt. It's just antics between a couple. So you went and, on you went yeah. on like Amazon yeah. or something and, and, uh, and looked this thing up. So fine, and all I could get was a double D V D of this film, Happy Anniversary Goodbye, and some other Lucille Ball film that I don't know that Arnie's got nothing to do with. And you punish me for doing it.
0: Well, only if you were going to force me to watch it. You said that you're
1: not going to watch it. Correct. And that now, because I went against our
0: agreement, that I have to watch both. But you haven't. No. <laughs> no I, haven't. <laughs> I don't really um, know how I can no. enforce this without some no, sort of Clockwork no. Orange-esque device. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Um,
1: and I think part of the reason why I haven't is because... I have recognised that my enthusiasm for being a completist and watching every single one of Arnie's films does not outweigh the sheer boredom and pain that I feel from watching some of the more, let's say... Shit. Yep. Projects that he's been a part of. Can you, please, after the pain that you've seen us both go through after watching Scavenger Hunt, can you please let me off the penalty?
0: No, no, I can't. Right. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. There's a, there's a six and a half minute clip on YouTube for anyone who, who wants to see um, Arnold as an Italian masseuse. No, not masseuse. Sorry. Italian masseuse, masseur. um Called Rico. Uh, his Italian accent, by the way, flawless.
1: Uh, non-existent. Translation, non-existent. I think, I,
0: think, I think pretty flawless.
1: It's about as good he as my d- Italian accent. He does say, see... Si. <laughs> at one point and Scusi yeah
0: it's good it's good I would have really gone in, in his for his normal like, accent yeah, no yeah.
1: effort or attempt to make an t- do an Italian
0: accent yeah. None. I really would have gone in for the uh, hey uh, your wife uh, is in uh, the <laughs> the bedroom uh, taking off of her clothes uh. that would have been awesome anyway so he's this is huge he's huge in yeah he's, he's ludicrously like... big and that's like 1974 something like that so hang on you started by
1: saying i'll tell you what i would do
0: yeah so there's this six and a half minute clip on youtube for anyone who wants to see it it's um it's awful so if you don't want to watch the whole film alex and you certainly don't want to watch both films i will let you watch that clip on a loop for three hours i'm i'm gonna watch both films okay done good so, but but we are at that point now, Alex. That most exciting yeah. of times, where we can honestly say, in terms of a continuous run, yeah, we're through the worst of it. The worst is behind us for yeah. a good, for at least about fifteen films now. Ah, it's and so, such a relief. The next ten or twelve are, you know, not without any drawbacks, but. Are pretty great compared to what yeah, we've seen. Yeah,
1: and so and it's and it's it's the Arnie films that coming up. That these are the ones that made him famous. These are it, the ones that people know.
0: We're really going into yeah. the the rise to superstardom now, starting with his first bona fide classic role, bona fide box office smash, Conan the Barbarian.
1: Coming up next on an Arnie-thology podcast near you. I'm super excited. Me too. You've called this period that we've just been through, this era of Arnie's movies, you call it the earliest. I call it before getting his break. Because not as catchy. it's not enough just to say the early... Well, yours is you are
0: right? Yours is not as catchy. The before getting a break. I am not claiming any catchiness
1: <laughs> to my thing. The reason why I say that is because the early years could be... The next films could also be the earliest. But there's a distinct difference between every film we've seen up to this point and Conan... Uh so this this era is over and what's next is is the genuine classic so I would say it's the classic era. Well, yeah,
0: it's it's the it's the superstar years. He he's he's it's a, he's rising. You're right. Yeah. he's rising. Um so I mean I, I picked out phase 2 as being from Conan through to about Twins as yeah, becoming the a Planet star Hollywood Yes. Yeah, and then I class everything from Total Recall through to about Eraser as the as the Planet Hollywood years. Yeah. Right, good. We're in agreement then. I didn't think we were. Well, I've got some overlap, but I'll, I'll we'll come to that when, when right. we come to that. Okay. But yeah, it's all gravy for a long time now. You're going to hear a very happy Ben, a very different kind of Ben. And I, I'm going to fill the pages of this book with great lines that I love. I mean, Conan. The first Conan film has one of the all-time great Arnie quotes. I mean, let's not say it now, but I'm I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, this is these are the films that made me sort of
0: this is the admire stuff you grew up the man. on.
1: Yeah, it's the stuff I grew up on. I did not grow up on any of the films that we've seen. I have seen the films that we've just seen sure. that we've just been through. Um, I still, at this point. I still can't believe that we are going to devote five full episodes to these movies, to these six that or seven we've just movies. Seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's interesting. It's, I mean, look at it from my point of view. With the exception of the long goodbye, I hadn't seen any of the films that we've talked about so far. Okay. Before this, so it's yeah, been it has been yeah, very yeah. interesting for me. And what I'm looking forward to going forward is how I feel like I've learned quite a lot about Arnold the man just from these films. I'll be interested now to go back to the films that I know so well, like Running Man, Terminator, Commando, Predator, and see how that throws a different shade on those films for me. Which yeah. is, which is, you know, probably an experience that you already had that I hadn't. So this is a real learning thing for me now.
1: Yeah, kind of the way it was for me was it's kind of like that. I mean, the first I had seen some Arnie films before. I think the first film that really got me into Arnie was T two, and that was so cool. I mean, just from a sci-fi fan perspective, it's like... And I don't remember how old I was when I saw it. Definitely younger than The Certificate, I'm sure. And that's when I that's when I made this pack that we've discussed with with my stepbrother at the time, to watch all of Arnie's films and watch them all and collect them all. And so Conan, both Conans, Red Sonja, Terminator, Commando, Deal, Predator. These were coming out. These were new films back then. And that was really, it was exciting for anybody who enjoyed action films and, you know, the impressive presence of this man. I can safely say I don't think there was anybody else who was doing what Arnie was doing. As much as Jane Mansfield was jealous of Marilyn Monroe, who was getting the parts that she felt like she deserved, Arnie is the Marilyn Monroe of the action hero set.
0: And Sylvester Stallone Jane Mansfield?
1: Maybe, maybe not sly. Maybe um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, arguably Jean-Claude Van Damme did not attain the level of superstardom that Arnie did.
0: I, I think, inarguably, he definitely did not achieve the level. Yeah. Never. Not, Thank no, you. Not at
1: all. But um, but uh, the rest of Sloane's an Oscar winner. So
0: I don't know that he's an Oscar winner. He's an Oscar nominee. He didn't get. He, no, he didn't get the acting Oscar. And I think the screenplay was nominated, but I'm not sure if it won. But Rocky did win Best Picture, but he didn't direct it. Interesting.
1: So Sylvester Stallone has not won an Oscar. Rocky won the Oscar.
0: Yeah. Without further ado, let's uh, sign off and say we'll be back with Conan the Barbarian. I guess that's it. Wrong. No sequel for you. Bye-bye. If you've been moved by any of the issues raised in this week's show, or you'd like to offer us some abusive comments of your own, or maybe even a list of your favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger films, you can email us at, thearnithology at gmail.com hmm. Or if you're Facebook, you can go to Facebook forward slash Thearnithology. Didn't see that coming. If you're a Twitterer, find us on Twitter. At the Arnithology, or you can visit our website www.arnithology.com. Thanks for listening.